It's time for NRL Supercoach Roundtable Discussion. We go a little bit deeper in our quest for victory. Now, here's your hosts, Holly G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanson, and Andrew Molnar. And a very good evening, or if you're listening during the day, because let's face it, it is a podcast, a good day to you. Uh, it is the Supercoach Professionals podcast, the roundtable uh, show this week, or for this week, and Andrew Moldock, Molinaroli, joining me as always, how are you mate? Uh, a bit of a kick in the guts today, or, or this week or two for your poor old Manly Seagulls. Yeah, there's going to be none left of us. Uh, just man twos next year. <laughs> Karen, the flag. <laughs> and Pete joins us as well. Pete, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. I had a bit of a disappointing start to the week with a, a pretty average performance against Melbourne by the Dragons. But, yeah, we'll give them a few weeks and then we'll make a judgment. Yeah, we'll talk about that game very, very shortly. Um, and Ryan MS... Um, Basically, we're the only ones with a smile on our dial after this uh, round. The Tigers getting up, albeit, and took to the 80th minute. Pat Richards. Uh, yeah, that's miracle. right. They made it very difficult for themselves. Uh, they got there in the end. And, um, guys, look, you, Pete did mention the Dragons game. And um, the other two teams, Melbourne, you know, dominated that game, although the score was still reasonably close, but the two big games that dominated were the South and the Roosters. So that, that's where we're going to start the show. Of course, it is the um, Roundtable podcast. You can find us at www.supercoachpros.com and we talk about this um, Supercoach fan, NRL Fantasy each and every week and we also get your questions off Twitter at supercoachpros, hashtag supercoachpros. Um, the South team absolutely dominant over Brisbane. Um, they gave up the fewest super coach points by almost 100 on uh, the weekend. Absolutely dominant. Brisbane were poor, admittedly, but uh, I, I guess, uh, Andrew, that the reality is if, if you're coming up against South and Roosters and Melbourne as well, because they were the other in the other two teams in the top three, but definitely South, it's, you've really got to temper expectations of your players. That's right, mate. I mean, all we have to do is look at the super coach god that is Corey Parker. I mean, yeah, he, he scored he scored nothing. It's just, I think it's got to do with their size and just the power game that they, they, they play. They just dominate you when they've got the ball, and then they then they just dominate you when when they are defending. So you can't make meters, can't do the line breaks because their defence is great. I mean, they don't your goal kicker doesn't convert because you don't score. It just it all kind of adds up. So mm. I mean. Yeah, Roosters are the same. I mean, look at JT. He was he was suffocated for the points, and yeah, it's was one like those those two teams. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting this week, uh, Supercoach wise, seeing who's going to get on top. I tell you what, you know, there's some decent names there, but it's going to be tough to really select anyone out of South and Roosters. Certainly not as captain, because we, as you see, they strangle. They'll probably strangle the life out of each other. Ryan, that I mean, that Roosters defence was. Was dominant. I mean, it was, it was sort of uh, remind, rem- reminiscent of 2013. Yeah, that's right. They didn't give anything away. Um, they were just yeah all over them at, at any possible opportunity. I mean, Cowboys uh, were by their own admission pretty terrible, and they were. But the Roosters were just yeah. I, I think the Roosters, if it wasn't so uh, oppressive, the weather up there, I reckon the Roosters probably would put 50 on them. Just incredible, the Cowboys' um, early season form, even at home, it just defies belief. I mean, it had all come into them this year, and 
not a good start for them. And and um, Melbourne, you know, second second uh, fewest score for the team they were playing against, and that is, that is St George, Pete. And and was it a case of Melbourne just you know really stifling St George's attack, or, or is it a bit of, of of a little bit of the Dragons also being a bit deficient in that area? It's a little bit of both, I think, uh, to be quite honest, guys. The um, the Melbourne Storm uh, defence was extremely good. I, and I thought they that that was the sort of game they're going to play. Um, if I remember back to the 2012 Grand Final, not a great game to write home about Bonnie Stretch, but they really dominated the Bulldogs that day. And that was the sort of game they played on Monday night. Nothing flash. You didn't see a couple of good runs by, by Billy Slater. Nothing particularly flashed by Cooper Cronk or Cameron Smith, but... Uh, just a, a very good team defensive performance. The Dragons, though, however, were very, very flat. The only time they looked like really making decent ground against the, the Storm or getting through was when they, they had players in motion on a deep back line. So that's the way to play the Storm, I think. Yeah, there's no point playing flat. They'll just knock you down all day. I think they could be the type of team that, that, that may defeat uh, the Rabbitohs. It'd be a great game when those two clash later on. Well, they play the Seagulls up in Brookie, the besieged uh, Seagulls, although, you know, Donnie Brook, uh, Andrew, you know, if anything's going to bring the best out of Manly, surely um, this game is it. So we, we need to see. We, this, is a, this is a must-see now. The, you know, the, the head-to-head hasn't quite started yet. We've got some big names, Felitti Matea, Daly Cherry Evans, Tom Simons, guys with, you know, even Brett Stewart investing in here from Supercoach perspective. And, you know, so far it... it you know, we're biting our nails. Yeah, it should be good. I mean, I can't wait. I mean, and you know, Melbourne and Manly always like to play each other. So, I mean, and the, and the players obviously like playing, uh, the teams like to play against each other. So it should be good. I mean, I've still got Felipe Mateo. He didn't score well last week. He got a 39, I think. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to stick stick with him for, for a week or two. I think he's got a lot of potential to a fairly... Uh, reasonable price it's a tough um ah start i guess now going and having to play the storm um to see how it goes so like you say with Mateo, we're still recommending you know don't let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. it is only one week um you know and manly you know their backs to the wall that's that's when they they show they up so yeah so we'll see about that but we've just got to keep an eye on it and of course Kieran Foran out so if you did have him in your lineup, which you probably didn't because by now I think we know that Foran you know great player on the field but um, not the biggest super coach but, um, performer so hopefully you didn't sort of uh, stick him in there and, and you might be okay holding on to those manly players just for another week um Oh, look, you're right about the, the South Roosters game, though, guys. I, you know, it's going to be a great game to watch. Let's just, as fans of rugby league, it's going to be great to watch. And, and yeah, can't wait. What we what we look for, I guess, um, with those two teams, we're saying, well, we, well, yeah, they're not going to get the points. A guy like Greg Inglis, you know, up against that Roosters team, maybe you temper it. Maybe he's only going to score fifty. You know, um, Adam Reynolds had a big game, a lot of kicking for goals. He's a guy we're looking to bring in, but maybe this week's not going to be as high for him. So I think, you know, they're, they're, it's going to be interesting. We'll know a lot more after this round, that's for sure. It's ever-evolving, isn't it, the Supercoach game? And talk about ever-evolving. Um, Ryan, these, these hooker minutes, I mean, it just seems to be this is the most critical now that this new position of hooker has made it the most critical one automatically. It's just um, the gap between the sort of top hookers and, and the rest was was you know, quite yeah. outstanding. Yeah, basically, it's 
if you don't own um, if you don't own two nines that play eighty minutes, um, then you should right now because um, we noticed last week um, any any team that had um, the hooker, hooking role shared, uh, both hookers scored poorly. Uh, conversely, um, any uh, team that had hooker that played the eighty minutes or close enough to. Um, scored relatively high in comparison to, uh, to everyone else in the rest of the round. Mm. Um, so I definitely think it's one of those things that's definitely not a bit part role no. um, in Supercoach uh, anymore. And, yeah, as I said before, get one, get two guys that play 80 minutes because um, they're probably going to be bread and butter um, midway through the year. Yeah, you look. We've talked about Isaac Luke before. You look at look at him. He's playing eighty minutes. He's not as high as some of those other guys. Maybe you need to manufacture two two hookers that aren't the the highest, but um, in price to get away with that. Maybe you just go for Robbie Farrow, Andrew. I mean, you know, you, you can't argue with his with his output. Well, that's right. I mean, oh, it was a big toss up for me for Robbie Farrow and uh, Seguiara this year. But I mean. Farah's numbers and 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 Coruscant being at the Panthers now, I just went for Robbie Farah. Spend the money, you know he's going to score your points, and then maybe any bench, maybe go for the rookie, someone like a, a Mosley. I think yeah, I think I've already mentioned him on the website. He's he's looking the goods, um, so he'll start playing more minutes as he gets more experience. And I think he, uh, like I said, go the gun for his starter and then the cheapie. It was interesting, Pete, to see some of the games on the weekend, um, some of these hookers coming back on in the back row, like Nathan Peets. I was surprised Isaac DeGoyce got as much game time as he did, but it almost, uh, they cancel each other out. I mean, how do you play How do you pl- play Nathan Peets, say, uh, 340,000, and um, he's not he's not on the field enough? Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one with some modern-day hookers, and it's one of those positions that has really, really changed over the years. You've now got... Uh, a second hooker, like even for, for South Sydney, to say Isaac Luke didn't play the full 80 minutes at a hooker the other night. And, uh, yeah, he was sort of on there like a second receiver, like sort of like a 5 eighth type position at one stage. And as you say, uh, it's the same with uh, with Parramatta, with Peets and, and DeGroyce as well. It's it's a hard one to to try and pick, but and as Andrew said, I think you're better off personally going for the for the full-time hooker, and that's why I've, I've also got uh, Robbie Farrer in my team as well. Yeah. Well, guys, I, I tell you what, a couple of names I want to mention from round one that we saw a lot out of, but they could even go better again. And, and I'll start with um, Ryan James. Ryan, now this is a player that you emailed you know, on, a, on our episode number one, and he didn't disappoint. He lost eight points for a sin binning, but the way he looked so dangerous on, on those edges when they got close to the line that he can carry three or four players over the line with him. Now, he could score... Yeah, he could he could score close to a try game. Well, that's right. He um he went close um to scoring uh, twice um, yeah. against the Tigers, and he got um, over once. Yeah, and he got over once as well. Uh, I think the thing is, he for the start of the game, he was playing more middle of the field. Um, and then I just noticed every time um the Gold Coast got into an attacking opportunity, they set him up on the edge and they tried to isolate. Um, well, at the time, it was Mitchell Moses, I think, for the Tigers, to try to isolate him one-on-one. So um, it worked once. Uh, the other time, there was just good scramble on for both uh, for both times. But I think that's going to be a continued uh, ploy by the Gold Coast, um, especially with uh, Ryan looking the way he is and um, playing the way he is in the 
Um, play, he's more, more, more playing the power game this this season. Um, last season he was injured uh, for most of the year, so I think he's trying to make up for lost time. Well, the last, plus, yeah, plus, sorry, I'll just yeah with um the the cocaine thing hanging over their heads. With we've got Taylor out and obviously Bird out too, so they're two edge runners too that that aren't there anymore. It's interesting as well. They're playing the Panthers, and I thought that the Dogs forwards, as you saw them come back into that game on Sunday, um, you know, those big Dogs forwards started to really penetrate Penrith's defensive line. So, again, you wonder, like, uh, it could be a good week for James. Um, and, and and another guy there, the other back row, has been named the starting lineup this week. Very, very cheap, very affordable. Lachlan Burr, can't forget him either, at 122000 I thought he was very impressive against the Tigers. Uh, let's look at the Raiders game v the Sharks. Pete Jack White, and they've, I tell you what, the Raiders they have a knack of producing fullbacks. I mean, over the years, Gary Belcher, Brett Mullins, you know, more recent times, Josh Dugan's been back there, and they just Anthony Milford. Yeah. <laughs> they lose him, and then they just go, oh, well, let's just you know, let's throw Jack White back there. He was outstanding. On um, that just goes to show, doesn't? No one's irreplaceable. Um, now, Jack White has always had talent. I remember he had a serious injury a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I think he hurt a, a. It's one of those silly injuries where he hurt himself on a trampoline or something yeah. like that. Quite and, and he was out for some time. Um, but yeah, I think maybe that uh, Milford is leaving has has opened the door for this young kid. Um, you know, they could have gone and bought a Brett Stewart or someone like that. But, um, yeah, I think, no, he's, he did a great job at pullback the other day. And um, I think he's going to make the position all his own, which is which is great news for the Raiders. As we know, you can't go anywhere in this comp without a decent fullback. And, uh, yeah, you think, oh, I think he might be the man to fit the bill. And if you haven't already got him in your team, you might want to have him around there somewhere. It's another position, isn't it, Ryan, that fullback? You want that sort of solid performer that's chiming into the back line, scoring tries, setting up tries, like a Greg Inglis. If you if you can get a couple of those, White, he might be another one. I mean, he's affordable. Yeah, definitely. Look, I I do have him in my team, um, and I do think he's a very good... He's a very good fullback. Um, I just think he suits the role. He, he's just quick. He's fast. He suits the modern-day fullback style where they can play in the line, play as a centre, or, uh, you know, play out the back. Those kind of guys are yeah. pretty valuable. And, um, yeah, I, I do think that he'll, he will score fairly consistently and have a pretty a pretty large base, actually, um, for, for this season. Well, he's 15th for cost per point after round one, so that's pretty, pretty good. Um, you know, likes of sort of those big scorers, Chris Sando, Pat Richards, Semirad Radra ahead of him and, and the cheapies, basically. But considering his price is right around the middle, the fact that his uh, cost per point's that low is, is you know, it's a great sign. Um, talking about players like Whiten that you may, might be... Let's get him in the lineup this week, you know. Um, there's a few, I guess, break-evens, Andrew, you've got that, uh, that could be worth uh, considering for this round. Yeah, I mean, going back to the Titans, I think uh, Ed Pettibourne, he's got a break even of five. Um, just, I, I love the way this guy plays. He's he's like their big rampaging, gets his nose through the line, so he breaks tackles. So I think he's a, he's a good buy. He's fairly cheap at uh, 159000 so that's pretty good. I, I like, um, back to Canberra again, uh, Soliola, he's an 80-minute player. Plenty of work, and he's got a negative break even, so... That's a bonus, and, and it might thirty-two might tackles on the weekend. Yeah, so, so, and solid. he's going to get going to get through some work this week against the Warriors. So I think yep. get him. 
um, and leave him in there. He's not start. Oh, sorry, he's starting as the eighty-minute player. The next guy is um, Sam Lazzoni, I think it's pronounced. He's yeah. front row, second row, so you can put him in both. And he, uh, yeah, he's got a negative uh, break even. Played forty-four minutes. Yeah, he's not starting. Um, yeah, and I'm tipping the price, Yeah, that price is so uh, juicy at one thirteen. It doesn't matter. Yeah, bargain, you know, if you're not starting. Bargain price. Yeah, forty-four minutes in. I think, like I said, I think the Warriors will do well against Canberra down in Canberra. So they did last year, didn't they? They piled them on. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, Liz only got fifty-four points last week from forty-five minutes. So that's I mean, that's that's pretty good. Twenty-seven tackles. So he's obviously a workhorse there, and that gives you a high floor. And uh, you know, that's the type of stuff we talk about, Ryan, a little bit on the on the review show. That's the other show you can download at the uh, on the iTunes there or at the website. Um, just type in Supercoach. Pros on, on iTunes or www.supercoachpros.com and uh, you'll find those that podcast that we did for last round and obviously all of these round table ones as well. A couple of other cheapies. I was going to say, Andrew, actually, Liz, only um, third best cost per point in the round. So the only two better are the two probably favourite cheapies of this round, Pete George Jennings and Ito Nabuli. Yeah, um both of them made uh, great debuts the other day, both picking up a try, a couple of errors from George Jennings. But, um, yeah, you know, if you're looking for some value, you know, after you, it's all very well to recommend getting a, a good hooker like Robbie Farrer and paying 460 thousand for him, but you've got to try and manage yeah. your, your cap somehow. And certainly getting those young blokes in there in the wing is is not a bad idea. It's, it's like the modern game. You don't want to spend too much on your wingers. Um, yeah. And um, I think, yeah, particularly George Jennings is the the brother of, of course, of Michael. Um, uh, and Adam Nephew, Nabuli. I believe, is he? I thought he was the brother. I could be wrong. I could be oh, wrong. I've heard, I've heard both. So I'm not going to comment. We'll research that one, but keep going. We will indeed. We will indeed. Uh, but, yeah, no, Nabuli was impressive on Monday night. Scored a good try. Uh, pretty solidly defensive and pretty quick. So, you know, he... Um, he'll score a few more tries before the year is out, I'm sure, and uh, I think he'll, he'll have that uh, make that left wing spot his own, actually. So, yeah, pretty good value for the price. I think he's about 113,000 as well at the moment. And you're 100% right, mate. It, uh, he's the younger brother, according to the internet, anyway. All, all seeing, all being. Yeah, um, he's a brother as well. Yeah. The the other cheapie that that's worth mentioning, although it will be interesting, um, Ryan, I think he's been named as a, as part of an 18-man squad, is Kyle Lovett, because he was very good for the Tigers um, filling in last week. Yeah, that's right. Eh? He was very impressive. Um, look, I don't I actually don't think he's going to play this weekend. Um, I mean, it all depends. I guess it all depends on if Chris Lawrence is right or not. But I guess, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's worth uh, you know. Looking at the t- looking at the team list um, before, an hour before the game because um, well mate just follow us on Twitter we'll tell you exactly right That's exactly right <laughs> at Supercoach Pros P R R S it's just yeah it's I, I don't think he's going to play but if he does play I tell you what he's a pretty decent pickup um, for a cheap price you could sit on him you might make some money off him um, at some stage as well if you've got some room to manoeuvre I think you, you, you know why not pick him up because like you say if he doesn't play this week the break even is going to work out for him eventually and and it just opens up some more money for somewhere else so 
you know, Andrew, this time of year, the trades, you know, you've really got to weigh it up, don't you? I mean, there's always going to be at least two players in your team that you sort of, oh, you know, that didn't work out, and it's only round one, and you want to save your trades and not use them. But, but what, what, what's your point where you say, no, I've got to make a change here? I mean, look at the Broncos, for example. They really are underwhelmed. I mean, if you've got Broncos players, you say, oh, well, throw it. Let's go. Let's get rid of them. Let's make both trades. Let's just get this house in order, or do you say, no, no, I'm going to need those trades later. Let's see what happens. Well, I guess it all depends on what you're trying to achieve in your league, but, I mean, last year I I had Seguiaro at his absolute worst, and it got to a point where I uh, it just wasn't worth selling him, so I held on to him, and then he eventually good. became good because Kevin Kingston wasn't getting any game time. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it can work like out. That. Yeah, so I generally like to hold, and maybe that's that's my issue, but I mean, unless well, I'm going to wait for the price, the prices to come out anyway. For for the, I'm not going to make any changes until at least round three, and then go from there. Um, I like to look at the draw and the buyers and the origin as well. So it, it all depends on and what you strategize. For me, you know, the the tendency is always to hold that extra week, and I think yep. you know you, you've got to you, you kind of got to pull yourself out from that mindset and say no. no. You know, I, I watched the game. Corey Parker, for example, it looks like he's, you know, maybe he's not going to get the minutes or Sam Tide. Maybe I need to make that move. That, You know, that's where that strategy comes in. But the early rounds for mine, you can do the two trades per week. But then once you've kind of clicking along, you want to go down to one trade a week, I think, until around origin time, then bump it back up to two or even three. Uh, that's my personal sort of sort of way with it. But... I think at this time of year, feel free to go, oh, you know, I didn't quite get that piece of the puzzle right. Or, um, um, you know, that player, you know, I didn't really know much about him and he's doing well, I think. Get him in. As you say, Andrew, before those price rises for those cheapies, because you'll make money off them um, by picking up this week and next week. Because after round three, you have to buy them at the inflated price. So we're really looking at those um, break-even guys like um, Andrew mentioned um, earlier. May as well get them in, and, and, you know, if it is at the expense of someone you thought might be all that and hasn't turned out, well, so be it, you know, if that's the way it has to go. Um, again, I was just going to... We'll, we'll go over this, obviously, around origin time, but, again, with the origin tr- trades, you know, you, don't, you might want to hold on to them, again, what you're trying to achieve in your in your league, whether you want to win your league. So, obviously, you've got to look at your, your match-ups and stuff like that. So, again, we'll go through this over the origin period, but... Yeah, I, I like to save my, my trades. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, do, I do agree with the saving trades, but I, but, I, but I also like the early trigger and then save. So I guess we disagree a little bit, but it's but it's interesting. You've got to have a look, Ryan, at your own, you know, the way you're going to move forward and try to figure out that strategy and stick, stick with it throughout because obviously if you're chopping and changing and suddenly, you know, all your trades are gone and, and oh, I didn't really think think it through post-origin and I've got no trades yeah, left. well, that's right. You might be left for the last six rounds with no trades mm. and um, just sitting there with bleeding, bleeding points, basically. Yeah. Um, yep. But, yeah, you just got to gotta work it out early um, and not vary from it and certainly not be, um, I guess, uh, I guess I think I guess the word's trigger happy um, and just, you know, say, nah, this guy stinks this week, he's out, and chuck someone else in there, and if he doesn't work, then you do it again the next week, and that's the way you blow through them uh, yeah. too quick. Now, on this, we've got 
a Twitter question, you can, uh, if you um, write to us on Twitter, as I was saying earlier, at SuperCoachPros, you can ask us a question. We'll read it out on the show. Uh, this is from at Stephen underscore Risto. And, you know, exactly the topic we're just talking about, Ryan, I, I believe it was, um, was thinking of swapping out Corey Parker and Michael Leacher and bring in Isaiah Soliolo and James Seguiaro. So... I guess that's you know that's precise what we're talking about. Do you, you know? Do you make that early trade, um, two trades, in this regard? This is, a, this, is a, this is a great one, Andrew. I know you like to keep your trades, but Seguiaro in for Parker. We saw him, you know, on the slide. We talked about it last week. What do you think, yeah. Andrew? Well, I uh, I got lucky. I mean, just before I had Corey Parker in my team, and I, and I just thought about just before the game, I thought he was not going to score too many points against Souths, so I got him, got him out. But I think. Seeing him play last week and knowing Wayne Bennett's kind of uh, game plan, mm. I don't think it'll suit the super coach players no. for Brisbane. So no. I guess you might want to sell him or get rid of him now before he, he has a massive price drop. So I guess that's an exception for me. And Seguiaro, I mean, you can't go wrong with him. Uh, he His points per minute are brilliant and he you know doesn't play origin, so that's another bonus. Yeah, and Pete, we've already talked about the hookers getting the big-name hooker. I mean, Seguiaro is exactly that. Yes, you lose something at, um, you know, prop or second row with having to bring Soliolo in for Parker, but, I mean, Soliolo is going to make you money anyway. That's exactly right. And as Andrew pointed out, that, that you know, Corey Parker has done very well, as we know, in Supercoach in recent years. He's been the, you know, the, they called the yardstick, I guess. Um but, you know, it was a big match-up there in Brisbane the other night. It was his 300th. Did not have a great game um, in either Supercoach or just uh, generally. And, as we say, I, you know, maybe the Broncos aren't going to go as well this year as some people think. Um, and if that's the case, then he's not going to be scoring anyway. So, no, I'd be tempted to let him go, actually. And uh, I agree, Ryan. Are you going to have a dissenting voice there or all four of us for the, the change for uh, at Stephen underscore Risto? Get, get rid yeah. of Parker. And, uh, and I, I agree. He's just too trigger. expensive to hang on to, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, guys, yeah. we're almost at the end of the show. What we forgot to do last week, we like to do um, each and every year, is do our grand final teams and our wooden spoon teams. So, um I might uh, start with you, Pete, and uh, who's going to make the GF this year? Oh, you would start with me, wouldn't you? I've, I've given this some uh, some considerable thought. It's interesting doing this one week in. Um, I've been, during the off-season, I've been thinking about North Queensland, but I still think that they may luck that certain something. I'm going to talk about, uh, say, a South Sydney and Penrith grand final. And I think South Sydney might be the first team to go back-to-back in 20 years. Wow. And the spoon? It's not going to be your mob, is it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, this is a really tough call as well. Isn't this a great competition? No, nothing is particularly clear. Like we've got some top front runners, but the middle bunch is, is as clear as mud. <laughs> um, the... Team to come last this year, I was thinking before last weekend, despite their, their good come-from-behind win, I'm going to say Newcastle are going to finish last. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's not a bad, uh, not a bad thought. Andrew, uh, anything anything different there? Yeah, I mean, 
I know they lost first up, but I really think the Doggies are going to win it this year. Just the, the sheer size. Um, I know their halves aren't great. I know, I know they've won an Origin and they they played the grand final, but I really think Des Howes is a good coach, and, and their forwards can just play play them to a grand final win against Souths. Uh, not South, sorry, Easts, Sydney City, the Roosters. I think that they'll be good again this year. Um, and my uh, wooden spoon, I'm going to have to go to the Titans. I just, I, I can't see them being that competitive every week. I know Neil Henry's a good coach, but I don't think it's he's that good. so tough for them at the moment. Ryan, what, what do you have? Um, for wooden spoon, I went way outside the box and I went Brisbane. Mm. Um, I, I just think that, yeah... Look, Bennett's not the man for Brisbane at the moment, and I actually don't think their team is that good either. Um, despite their names, um, I think they've got a lot of people who are uh, either well past it or uh, living on borrowed time. Um, for the grand final, I'm going to say Dogs and Souths, Dogs getting up. Yeah, wow, repeat, but a reverse result. Look, if you'd asked me a week ago, I'd have done this and I'd said the Knights, so I'd probably have to stick with them. But, geez, I've, I agree with Ryan. The Broncos, for mine, after round one, are, are the worst team out of, you know, easily. But I'll stick with the Knights because I said it at, at, at the, you know, I sort of thought of that the, year, the week before, but... Wow, that the Broncos. That's, I, don't, I don't mind that one at all for Wooden Spoon and Roosters. I think I think the Roosters will come back and win it. I just think this is their year. I just think Pierce and Maloney they'll play Origin. I think and they'll they'll lead the uh, Roosters to a, to another premiership. And um, look, the Penny Panthers they they might sneak in there. Maybe the Roosters beat Souths in a great game in the qualifying final, which allows Penrith to sneak in on the other side and. You know, they're getting closer, Penrith, so they might sneak in there for the grand final. What about, should we do a quick origin shield or wait wait a little while? Well, we can uh, we can certainly give our give our thoughts. Um, I think, yeah, it will be interesting. The New South Wales, I think, are still on the back foot, but, yeah, it, it will it'll be interesting. I'll be interested to see which way they go with the halves. Josh Reynolds out with the broken arm, so we'll be interested. Yeah, I reckon they'll go Pierce Maloney, but that's a long way away, so I was just getting a bit excited. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon, for the record, Reynolds and Keary will be the halves. There you go. Keary's been told he's playing for New Keary. South Wales. Wow. Ryan, are you, you want to go two other players? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you nah, don't have to. Not too early. Way too early. <laughs> All right, that does it for the show. Um, thanks so much for downloading the podcast or via MP3, wherever you decide to get it, on our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Ryan, thanks so much for tonight. We'll talk no to you Sunday for the um, review wrap-up show. Yep. Pete, thank you, and good luck to your Dragons. We're not too much luck on Monday night out there at Campbelltown. Always, it should be a good game. My first visit to Campbelltown, actually, well, up to the go. stadium. So, yeah, looking forward to it. It'll be good. And, Andrew, I hope your boys have uh, better luck this week. It surely yeah, mate, I'll be on the hill cheering them on. <laughs> All right, and that is the end of the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable show. And you can find us at, on Twitter at Supercoach Pros or at our website www.supercoachpros.com. That's P-R-O-S.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.